This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hello and happy new year, comic book readers. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book show live where we talk about the books in the past week, recap them, review them. I uh, hope all of you had a fantastic 2021. I know you didn't because nobody did, but uh, you know, we made have. the best we, with what we had, you know? Yeah. But uh, I am uh, grateful that we are now in 2022. We have uh, endless roads of uh, possibilities before us. And so uh, let's let's hope it all goes well. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, we want to mention that this show is sponsored by viewers like you out there. If you mm-hmm. are in a position to help us grow by using financial support, you can always use Super Chats, ask a question or comment, and read it here. on. we'll read it here on the show uh, if you want to do it financially as well. But don't want to put yourself out there. Join us on Patreon.com slash Comic Pop. Or if you have no scratch, we still want to find some way to help us out. Your everybody's always asking me if they find out who we are and they like us enough. They're like, how can we help? Uh, but I don't have any money, and I'm totally understanding of that because you know comics are expensive. But uh, here's what you do. So Subscribe to our channel and click the bell for notifications uh, so that you, you get updates about when we're going live. So that when we go live, you're not like, well, where the hell are you? True. Right? Very true. Yeah. So, yeah. Lots going on. Uh, a lot of stuff happening in the world of comics. And uh, I'm excited to jump into it again. Me too. Um, yeah. So let's do it. Anything, any new business? No, I mean, like, I'm basically at a point now where I'm like, when did anything come out that I read? Yeah, no, we're, we're I, I think we're going to start kind of clean slate. We're not really going to do like the last several weeks unless there's anything outstanding you want to talk about. I couldn't tell you what I read that was from those weeks. So if I talk about something that is from those weeks. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, it's going to happen. Yeah, because there's just fine. some things I just I'm just going to talk about. That's fair. Um. Yeah. Like what? Uh. Well, I read Supergirl. Oh, yes. Um. And that was great. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> Supergirl. It's just great. I know you didn't you didn't get a chance to read this one. Not yet. Um not yet. I like to take my time. I don't know why, but no, like no, especially it, when it comes excellent. to the stuff. Yeah. No, it's excellent. Um yeah, all I can say like I it's like something I guess of a spoiler, whatever he told you that like the horse doesn't die. So So you can read it without if you're, if you're worried about that, don't be. It's fine. Uh no, this is a, a really solid issue. It actually um it has Supergirl telling her her story about what happened to krypton oh great it's sad and horrible and emotional and yeah well i remember uh king pimping it out and talking about that being kind of Kara's like whole backstory yeah uh back when he used to come on the show and uh i remember yeah he was like really in, like excited to talk about like that particular aspect of who supergirl yeah. is so uh I'm, I'm excited to see how it's uh portrayed it's rough yeah i'll bet but it's great that's but, yeah. uh that, that's can be described as most of king's work i know but it makes it like makes me feel like Quit your whining, Cal. <laughs> Quit your whining. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, you weren't there. You weren't there. Um, also, there's a, a Talon a one-third scale statue, oh, statue coming, coming out. coming out. That's fun. That had me like, oh. I was like, oh. All right. It's kind of neat. Yeah, that is kind of neat. Kind of like these owls. Right, the owls are fun looking. Right, So, and, and you have that as well. Um, but yeah, this was a good issue. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what happens in it because this is the penultimate issue. Yes, uh, eight issues. Wait, no, it's not the penultimate. So this is six? It's, yes. Yeah. Sorry, it's not. It's the one or before that. But why would I tell you what happens in this? If you haven't read it this far, just grab it. Go go get the rest of them. It's only eight issues. Yeah. Very much worth it. It's not a big commitment. I think the other thing I want to mention uh, yes. that I read, I was really excited for this. Yes. And I still enjoyed it. I, I, I was hyped for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really good. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it very much is an amalgam of a lot of things you probably already know. 
no doubt. This is ba- Batman. Uh, Batman One Dark Knight, Batman all from Jock. Dark Knight, yeah. Uh, it's the head of Blackgate decides that she wants EMP superpowered villain to be moved from Arkham to Blackgate, where it'll be safer and better because Arkham's like a revolving door kind of thing, right? Yep. Batman is helping to escort the convoy across town when EMP's uh, powers go off, thus plunging Gotham into darkness. Mm-hmm. And Batman now is trying to get EMP cross Gotham yes. to the cell at, at Blackgate because that cell is like also specially powered. And so it needs to um, have him in it, mm-hmm. else it will never work again, mm-hmm. essentially. Okay. Um, and there are cadres of um near dwells yes uh chasing after emp to get revenge okay uh so it's like a lot of movies you've seen <laughs> but it's with batman so it's okay right like i just i had a good time i had a good time reading this and uh yeah oh there you go I, i'm looking forward to more of this and it looks great oh sure it's jock so like listen if you don't like jock's work I don't know anybody who doesn't. Just some people might be like, I don't like the way he draws faces or whatever. Right? It's very distinct. <laughs> it is very distinct. distinct That's fair. Yeah. Um, but I, I, there's some really spectacular moments in this. He draws, you know, explosions and action sequences really, yeah. really well. You know, you got some some solid Batman happening in this in this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Alfred's here. Oh yay! Um, so because I- literally everybody would rather just write Alfred and just pretend like they didn't do that. So if you are looking for a book that is outside of continuity but kind of reads like it might be in continuity just just because um i'd suggest you pick this up you know you got gordon you got alfred you got all the 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 familiar players in this book that sounds so, like something that would appeal to me yes good book good good book uh i i read amazing spider-man 83 okay. uh this was uh because of the fallout from a beyond issue or whatever issue 82 dot beyond or some gar- some garbage like that uh-huh. uh we got this issue which explains hey listen peter's back on his feet but he's trying to figure things out and it's just sure. a really fun uh issue done and pretty much entirely by patrick gleason uh which is i feel bad from him man because gleason jumped ship over to marvel to do some spider-man and yeah. then he just got imp- just got roped up and all this nonsense from spencer and everything yeah. so uh, and then it's more stuff from mm-hmm. this like this beyond era where it's like i'm not doing spider i'm still not doing spider-man mm-hmm. so he's doing this and it's a it's a really fun issue where peter kind of like reluctantly kind of steps back into the role of a hero and reluctantly steps back into his powers his spider sense kind of becomes this like sentient thing that's like dogging him like his responsibility Mm -hmm. it's a fun issue i really enjoyed it and i think you will as well if you like spider-man so check that out especially if you're looking for a reprieve from the ben riley stuff that's fair um i also read the human target number three uh because i spent the last like yeah break reading the first three issues yes, you did. Uh, i skipped on well i read the first issue when it first came out and then i like promptly forgot about it and uh bought the issue that came afterwards issue two uh without thinking like i just bought it and then i just let it sit right because we were busy and uh i kept looking at it i saw this cover uh from greg swallowed of course he does the uh, interiors as well mm-hmm. and does an impeccable job it's an incredibly looking book um and it made me go like oh geez I, I, I need to I need to sit down and read all three of these issues again mm-hmm. uh, and finally read issue two and three for the first time. So I did. And it's excellent. Uh, okay. It's it's a it's a brilliant, beautiful story. Uh, at the very least, it's not beautiful in terms of like it's a beautiful moving story that makes me like cry. No, this is like a beautiful 
story in terms of like its execution. Greg Smallwood's work is just like, where has this guy been all my life? Right. Holy hell. It's an amazing looking book. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, a lot of like compliments lobbed at this book about like, Greg Smallwood, man. And I'm like, yeah. Is this one of those books where it's like the artist outshines the writer? Yeah. But in this case, I say, no, it's actually a, it's yet another wonderful pairing of Tom King plus artist. Okay. You know, like Mitch Jarrods, uh, Doc Shaner, mm-hmm. Greg Smallwood, Bill Kazevly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, may every small or oft ignored DC character get this kind of treatment. Yeah, and let, I, I just let him keep doing it because he has great taste in artists. Because my understanding is like they asked Tom, like, who do you want to work with? Right. And he's just like, oh, uh, this person. And then they just give it to him. Yeah. And I, I think that really speaks highly of his understanding of what art fits with his stories. Yes. Which is, it's going, this goes a long way. It does. It does. And I, I don't mean to suggest, by the way, that like King should write all of them either. I'm, I'm saying like, oh, I this is the, co- well, yeah, but at the same <laughs> I know, time, no, I don't, I know, I know. he does give uh, something different in Human Target yes. than he did in the last two, mm-hmm. like mini series, Strange Adventures and uh, Mr. Miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very different, but, still has the same tonality it makes sure. me want it made me want to read like a novel by him uh which of course he's written before but i uh you know i'm an idiot and i don't read so like this this is a good book i hope that dc because i was thinking about how like you know dc's bread and butter is month to month batman mm-hmm. and i'm like right on if you're gonna do that like hey dc you don't want to make comics anymore why don't you just like stop making monthly series about everybody but batman and then just get like mini series that are prestige and beautiful and focus on each character, Mm. you know? And then when people clamor for more, then you can like start to return to making like books you don't normally care about. Right. I don't know. It's it's not necessarily a great business practice, but it's just like, it made me think, wow. Yeah. Like great job with this, with, with Christopher chance and, uh, and, and everyone involved Mm -hmm. Uh, though. I still don't forgive you for what you did to booster gold. Uh, in the Batman run. So yeah, uh, it's a great book. Okay. Hey, you know what we didn't do? We didn't read any super chats. So Oops. I figured we'd do that Let's while we prep that. for the next one. Because okay. Brian Rowland says, Human Target, Timeless, Devil's Reign, and Swamp Thing, Green Hell were all great in my opinion. Hope you had a great break during the holidays. Hope you did too, Brian. Thank you so yes, much for your thank support, you. man. Uh, Elijah Bowers, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Elijah. Thank you very much. Tinfoil Tyrant, y'all got a PayPal I can send money to instead of a super chat? I know YouTube takes half. And I want to support you over the Google Plus. I, I hear what you're saying, my friend, and I do appreciate your support. Uh, and thank you for breaking your oath and doing it anyway. Uh, I do have a PayPal. I do it for like business and private stuff. Uh, I don't like to give out my personal email address because that's how it's linked. Otherwise, I don't want to just go out into the ether. But uh, honestly, your, your support means everything to me. I do really appreciate it. Just stay subscribed and don't forget to comment and stuff. That's that's all I ask, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danby 900, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow was incredible and honestly might be my favorite issue of the year. I feel like anyone could pick it up and read it even with two issues left. 1987 delivered as well. I also know you two didn't read Robin and Batman yet, but after two issues, I do a slight vibe like it's all-star Batman and Robin with how Batman treats Robin, which I don't particularly enjoy. Uh, you do read Robin and Batman. I uh, read some of it and uh, yeah, I don't I don't I- like it. I haven't read the second issue. Yeah, that's fine because it's it's not great. Like okay. in terms of like the Batman portrayal is just like, oh, Batman is just like a crazy per it's it's all star Batman and Robin, which I mm-hmm. actually said on Twitter about like like three weeks ago. Uh he also says I read Amazing Spider-Man 82 solely for the Jorge Fornes art. Yeah, it's great stuff. 
uh, Benjamin Loudly. So Marvel's about to do a 12-issue story told over two years? Hopefully not. We'll talk more <laughs> about uh, my eye-catching title in just a little bit. Oh. Justin Hope, how, uh, uh, wow, I get to see you live. Did you change your time slot? I always wondered, did you do you pay Ben and Ethan or do they just do the show just as friends? Uh, first of all, this is normally actually the time we start. Yeah, we're, we're actually, we were a little earlier today, a little bit. but not by much. Mm -mm. Uh, and uh, and the other uh, part of that is Ben and Ethan used to do the show out of the goodness of their hearts, and they still do uh, in terms of what I pay them. I do pay them, though. Uh, they, they draw a, like, stipend. I wouldn't call it a salary because they don't get, like, health benefits or anything. Yeah. And they have their own jobs, and I think they'd rather do them. Like, honestly, I, I don't think that any either of them, if I were to say, like, if I were to be in a position to actually pay them full time, I don't think they'd take it. I don't think so either. Right? I feel like they would. I know Ethan would definitely. Ben's not. watching like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think they're pretty happy. I know Ethan's very happy. Yeah. In his like upward mobility. This is true. Um, yeah, there's no place else to go in the company, by the way, if you were to work here. Yeah, this is it. This is, this, <laughs> this is the top. But uh, yeah, no, they do get paid. Uh, Lance Talks Comics reading any indies. I've been enjoying the older Adventure Time series by Titan Comics. Uh, I, don't, I don't read anything by Titan. I just doesn't appeal to me. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, you you read some indies. I read a little bit, but not yeah. much. Those yeah. are the ones that always end up like, unfortunately, right now, like they end up a little further on the list. Mm hmm. Just because I tend to like like you with like Supergirl, you want to take your time. Yes. And then that time just ends up like I'm like, oh, no, I lose that time. Now it's a lot I, of time. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's a big stack. Yeah. Uh, Dan V can returns is human target, a version of the film DOA from 1950. Yes, it is also amazing. Yes. Small world's art is fantastic and has lived up to the hype. Yeah. Uh, King likes to evoke like uh, his own, uh, in, in, you know, interests as mm -hmm. far as film and, and, and books and movies as anyone does. Uh, so yeah, uh, as far as that's concerned, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to remember what else I read. Uh, oh, I read DC vampires. You did. I did. I, it's funny. I bought Task Force Z. I just didn't get oh, that's a chance to read it. Why would what? you do that? Because I said I was going to keep checking it you, out. You did say that. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I don't know either for the life of me. I mean, but I'm I'm actually really excited to see your opinion about it later on. What? Task Force Z? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, DC, DC versus Vampires from Jamestown and the Firth, Matthew Rosenberg and uh, Otto Schmidt. Uh, more of the same, which isn't a bad thing. You know, it's just. It's a 12-issue miniseries, but unlike something like, I don't know, Dark Knights of Steel, which is this sprawling epic that I think is, is it 12 or is it, it feels like Dark Knights of Steel is going to be like 30 issues or something. And I feel like it's definitely going to be the one to be picked up. Like DC versus Vampires feels like Tynan being like, yo, I could do Deceased. Yeah. Whereas Dark Knights of Steel feels like Taylor going, Okay, so I did Deceased. Right, right. And now I'm going to do this. And he, of course, also did like uh, Injustice and like never stopped. So mm -hmm. you could easily do that and make it go forever. DC versus Vampires, good idea making it 12. I would have taken eight. Oh. Because I don't know how much more you can do with this. Uh, that being said, I did have, uh, I did pay attention. Like I was, I, it, 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 it gripped me. I okay. was interested in, in, and enjoyed it. Um, you know, Batman, uh, he 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 was uh, prepping the Bat family for mm -hmm. a war against Justice League. 
or at the very least against the vampires. Green Lantern is like seemingly the main antagonist of the series. Okay. Uh, there's a big like Reddit meme going on right now where somebody posted something where they're like, this is my Hal Jordan. Look what they did to him in DC versus vampires. I know everyone like grabs some out of context Hal Jordan page and says like, this is my Hal Jordan. I can't believe what they did to him in DC vampires. So I, I appreciate that at least DC vampires has meme potential. Okay. But uh, you know, the story's fine. Hal Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Is he Hal Jordan in this? Meh. He's, he's a, you know, he's a casualty of plot devices and the desire to see this story progress. Uh, mm. You know, in order to see the DC universe succumb to things like vampires or zombies or whatever, uh, they have to be able to lose. <laughs> and uh, in the main universe, you might not be accustomed to that because they don't lose mm -hmm. or they figure it out. Uh, so, you know, it's a fun Elseworlds type story. Uh, basically, Hal throws Batman under the bus. He's like, Batman was the vampire and uh, he's the one who's murdered everybody. That's it. It's just like, oh, you son of a bitch. It's fun, though. It's fun interactions, and it's interesting. Well, I was thinking everybody kind of assumed, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. It, but it's not. Batman is not the head oh. vampire. It's just like J Jordan is trying to throw people oh, off right, the set. Oh, right, right, Does anyone believe him, then? It, it, that's the last page reveal. Oh. Um, also, there's a heavy implication that, like, the Bat family is vampires, which we called yeah, the last issue. Yeah. I think they're all vampires, but we'll see. I think it'll be one of those bat like one of those things where Batman's like hooray, and then they're all like, Bleh. <laughs> either way, whatever. Uh. Or you know what I could, I'm going to call it right now. It's either going to be one of those like annoying um, horror movie endings, mm. you know, where Batman like wins, and then it turns out the whole vampire or the whole Bat family are vampires, right? Or they win. Batman's like, uh, what a horrible experience. The Bat family's like, we're vampires, and he's like, I knew you were vampires the whole damn time, like. But I wanted to keep you alive as long as possible because right. like I because I couldn't I couldn't lose you all. And then he freaking like turns the lights on. Uh either way, I think, you know It'll be revealed it, that that Alfred's actually the main head vampire. Oh my god. To kill him I think to... he I, I mean like there's no way Alfred's not involved. I guess. Uh the trial of Magneto also ended. You want to talk about how it I ended? I didn't read it. Oh, that's a shame. I forgot. Uh Lee Williams was done dirty with this book. I feel bad for her she deserves she would not accept any pity or like you know this is condescension not... in that regard because she's an accomplished writer right who has done her due diligence she's done her work this is only five issues this is only five why issues. did i think it was six because i think it was supposed to be and they were like that's enough wow why did i think that was six? i think they pulled the plug on it i think they just couldn't anymore and that's fair because like most people's interest and patience for this series wore thin around issue one yeah so okay the idea of focusing a major story arc surrounding the scarlet witch and setting her against the krakoa era of x-men is a brilliant idea mm -hmm. at the very least it's not a brilliant idea it's just it's a good idea it's a solid good idea it's an mm -hmm. idea that was presented by hickman when they made scarlet witch the pretender when he didn't just through hand wavy plot armor just say oh and by the way she's a mutant now right. like they could have easily had Sabretooth kill scarlet witch in like the real world he's sent to the bowels of wherever the hell mm -hmm. they resurrect her and it turns out she's a mutant the whole time right. they could have easily fixed that and hickman chose not to so what are you gonna do with scarlet witch there's they did this event here you go here's a story and yes there's been implications that said that this is gonna be an x-factor story and that it wasn't gonna be like a separate thing and right. that marvel kind of like wept, uh, cracked the whip on him and said make this a big thing right is it a trial of magneto no magneto's not under, under, under trial 
The trials are within his his, his heart. It is not great. I no. do feel bad because this was not great. And I think it was set up for failure from the get-go. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was necessarily... And I think that the problem was the premise, the conceit, like what this ends up becoming, which is a new retcon for Scarlet Witch and not the one you're expecting, hoping for, or should have by now, mm -hmm. uh, is not terrible. It's not a bad idea. And it's a fun concept. Right. But with all the trappings of it being an event, of it being about Magneto, uh, of all the expectations from the readers, of of pitching it like a murder mystery, or, you know, like an analysis of Krakoan, uh, you know, NCIS, like, none of that happens. Mm -hmm. And instead we get, like, this thing and the last issue and maybe a couple of like those random pages from the series where things go in circles and they do like maps and stars and you know like all this crap about like scarlet witch and magic and chaos magic and stuff like that's what williams wanted to talk about mm -hmm. didn't williams write that what if book yes which... <laughs> it's about dr strange where mm -hmm. it's not about him it's actually about magic yeah and magic's not in this book or right. she is she doesn't do anything right yeah clearly Williams has something to say about magic and I would love for her to get a Dr. Strange book as long as they didn't make it like, Hey, let's kill Dr. Strange or Hey, let's make Dr. Well, Strange. Well, they've already done that. I know. And I'm just saying. So like, like she can get the next one. She can do clean. Yeah. When he's not going to be. Yeah. I don't know who's doing it. If they're doing one at all. Right. If they do, I would, I would nominate Williams because like it's an unenviable job. She's already had the, the lumps from this series. So, right. you know, anyway, it's fine. Uh, she's not a mutant anymore. She's, she's not a mutant still. Instead, the implication is that, like, she needed to die to cross magic nonsense. And ultimately, she, like, allows for any any mutants that could not be resurrected for any particular reason, like their souls were trapped in such and such mm -hmm. or whatever. She needs to undo Genosha. She needs to undo. And that's the thing is that, like, she has been undoing House of M forever. Right. She did it in, I think, Axis. Yes. She did in Avengers vs. X-Men when she and Hope made more mutants. Yes. And now it's in this. And Oh, and also don't forget that Plants vs. Zombies book. She tried to do it there, too. Well, she tried to do it there, too. Yep. And it's like, you know Scarlet Witch used to be a character before Bendis wrote her? Nah. <laughs> like, there are other stories she was in. Nah. Uh, and I appreciate at the very least trying to be like, this is the last we're going to talk about this. Good. But if they I had... Guess made her a mutant would be like now we're really done with that either way uh basically she she allows for ever all, all the any mutants that were like stuck in the cracks of resurrection are now unlocked mm -hmm. thanks to scarlet witch's sacrifice right right and so i think she's called the redeemer now instead of the, the uh, pretender yes uh, this does this book this issue resurrects a mutant in the x-men that people have been like, why haven't they resurrected this mutant yet? Right. Why have they never resurrected? They did it in this. Right. That's right. And you that's this. the most messed up part is like, people dropped this. Like, no one knows that this character returned. And I right. don't want to spoil it for you because you know what? Like, that's the only reason you read this book. And I guess because Williams is doing something with, you know, magic and stuff. And also because Toad, you know. Oh, and Toad gets, you know. He takes the fall. Yeah. Which, like, good. No one was doing anything with Toad anyway. So that happened. And I saw it happen, and you can't tell me it didn't that happen. That happened. So, uh, yeah. Deal with it. 
no one's going to have to because no one's going to deal with it. No one's going to do anything with it. No. Uh, no, they won't. Harishi says, uh, either of you read Ms. Marvel? Beyond the Limit seems promising. No. No, sorry. Uh, Sean Conwell. <laughs> just, just, no. Nah. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Sean Conwell. Hey, guys, have you seen the Sandman fan film 24-Hour Diner? Amazing adaptation of issue six. Makes me think that they did uh, a Vertigo verse. I've seen, a, I think, like a minute or so of it. I, I think so, too. But not. I don't think I've sat down and watched the whole thing. But I am aware of what you're talking about. Um, and that's what they're going to work out on Netflix. I haven't heard anything about that in a while. Nah, but it's still it's still, it's still happening. It's still happening. Oh, it's happening. Uh, Joseph Canella, uh, not a fan of the cap tease in Timeless at all. I don't know anybody who is. Uh, Brody, Brady, Brady White. Hello, fellows. Uh, I saw the C2E2 panel the other day, and Tiff mentioned Ben cried during one of the saga episodes the morning I bought the first compendium. Also, how are you all doing? We're good, man. We're Thank good. you. Thank How are you. you? Yes, that did happen. Yes, and if you're not sure what uh, what what Brady's talking about, you should definitely check out our C2E2 virtual panel, which is now live here on this channel, YouTube.com/slash/ComicPopReturns. Yeah, uh, definitely check it out because it's like this show, but a little bit more in depth, and we can do a little bit more uh, behind the behind the curtain showing. Yes. So yeah, for sure. Fun conversation. Uh, Will I am golden. What made me mad was what they did to Toad. Oh. Yeah. They'll fix it. Algae try. I forgot. I wanted what I wanted to mention. Oh well, take my support. Well, <laughs> thank, uh, you. thank you very much, Algie. Really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and Jordan Phil says, "Hey, Sal and Tiffany, been under the weather for the oh. past few days, and your backlog of comic discussions have been a lifesaver. Thanks. Well, you're welcome. Thank you very yeah, much for letting us better. hang out with you. Yeah. By the way, now that you have covered Armageddon 2001, it is so weird they just put Wave Rider in deceased. That is weird. That is weird. I didn't know they did that. Did they? Well, either way, uh, I heard. I feel like, wait, what? I I didn't catch that, but that is weird. So yeah, uh, what else we got? Uh, I just want to mention. I think this was a, a not last week book, um, but that I did read Sword, 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 uh, whatever issue this last one was. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think that was last week. Yeah, so it worked out great. Oh, was it? I don't know. I just yeah. read it. Sword Eleven. Sword Eleven. Uh, yeah, this was a, a solid issue because it just reminds you that Abigail Brand's a, just a piece of work. <laughs> just a piece of work. It, like, basically puts her cards on the table. That, like, everything she, you know... Remember when she was talking to, I, I think it was um, Xavier and, and um, Eric, that, like, she was like, I don't care about you. I don't. You, you're no different than any human on Earth. You're all Earthers. Right. And I'm not. Yeah. So, like, even if I'm technically a mutant, I don't really care about that. It's like, yeah. I'm here for this part. Like, talk to me when you get up there right and that like the whole thing with the racco and she was on board for all of that because it made them a spot on the like celestial map in a sense yeah and, well they created their currency yeah but they... she's like in agreement that like krakoa's gotta go <laughs> she's like this is not they can't handle that they can't look at those two clowns they can't right. handle that she makes fun of hank yeah she's like he's a monster or he thinks he is but not like me no <laughs> I think it's because they've had a relationship. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, he's, oh, no, honey, no. Yeah. And she's like, in Storm, maybe, maybe she could, like, handle this. But, like, she's too busy dealing with all the Iraqi folks. That, yeah. Like, so she's like, it's just me. And I'm like, cool. So that's, like, where we're going. And then I don't think we're seeing anything from them until X-Men Red in April. Okay. So. Cool. We'll, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, that's exciting. For sure. But, like, yeah, it was just exactly. Oh, oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Peter Garrick's dead. What? <laughs> not henry peter gyrick 
Yeah, Henry Peter Garrick. He's dead. She you know, he was an Orcus. She launched him right out of an airlock. That's good. And then made it look like he did it himself. Oh. So that, like, WizKid would still... Oh. She was like, it's gonna look like you did it, but... But we'll 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 uh, we'll uncover it. But like, yeah, you know, you did. That's awesome. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. You know, it was it was a solid solid issue. I enjoyed it. Uh, there's also other machinations by some unseen individual. Remember, like those the uh, the deadly legion showed up, or the lethal legion showed yes. up. There's like somebody in like in a sphere, an egg kind of thing. Yeah, we don't know who it is. They hint that they might be from Earth, but like. That no one knows who they are, kind of thing, and I'm like, okay, so we'll get a reveal on that at some point. Yeah, cool. no doubt. Yeah, good. So, just, I just enjoyed it. Yeah, it was just a good issue. And I was like, all right, cool. B Black also liked it. He said, just finished the last issue of Trial of Magneto and Sword and Eleven. All I have to say is Chef's Kiss. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, I will. Sword was consistent to the character. I was like, this is who Abigail Brand is, and like, I'm down. Like, yeah, she's gonna be like this. Yeah, and I appreciate that they were like, this is the story we're writing. Yeah. So intrigue. Adam Thenhaus, keep them lights on. We'll do, Adam. Thank, Thank you very you. much, man. Thanks to people like you. Hey, I listen. I, I read Batgirls uh, from Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad. Did and, you? Uh, Jose, Jose Corona. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Jorge, uh, Jorge Corona. Uh, this book was cute. It's not a book I would ever read more of, but I do. Uh, I really liked the art. I feel like the coloring like worked, but was almost trying too hard. Okay. You know, like it's trying to do this thing where it's like an offbeat kind of tank girl-esque, you know, mainstream book about kids who none of whom would be kids anymore at this point. You know, it's it's weird because it walks that line of being like wanting to be Gotham Academy, but just being a Batgirl book. Right. Uh, it is. It I liked it, but it's still not for me. OK, right. Like, I, I think it's a good book. And I think someone's going to really enjoy it. Okay. That's totally fair. Um, hey, also, Batman the Detective ended. Oh. And I liked it. Okay. It it was not a detective story. Oh. Like at all. <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> so I'm glad I it, stopped reading it. It like didn't even try to be a detective story. It's okay. just like, it, it did put Henry Ducard back on the map though, which, thanks. Did we need that? No. Okay. Uh, also, like it's set in a weird time. Like, I remember I was like vehemently being like, no, Tom Taylor said this is in continuity. It is clearly not in continuity. Not only is it not in continuity, it's in the freaking future or something. Right. Everyone's old in it. There's a shot of Nightwing and Batgirl and he's got like receding hairline. I'm like, what is happening? Well, yeah. Just bizarre. It's in continuity if that future comes to be. Yeah, which it won't. But it could be. No, but it won't. But you don't know that. But I do. Okay. I will say, though, I am very thankful that Kubert was on the book the whole time. Okay. Like, this book would have been just just decimated if, like, I don't know, something like Batman Catwoman happened. Where they had to stop. Right. And, like, a different artist that just tonally doesn't fit the book has to fill in for them. Only to come back and be like, I'm back. Like, just no one is going to stop reading Batman Catwoman. Put the brakes on it. I do like Liam Sharp's art, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it doesn't fit. Right. It just doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. Does it fit Batman Reptilian though? Yes. (laughs) All right. Anyway. Yes, because it's that bizarre. Freaking weird. 
Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Strange Academy. Yes. Because the only reason I really want to give a shout out to this is because it involves time travel. And if you didn't see it, I'm sure you saw it somewhere on the internet. Right. There's a great little page at the end um, because the kids are learning about time travel. There's a whole bunch of ramifications to that and like a possible future in which like Dor- Dormammu is like a dick. Um, alliteration. And uh-huh. um, at the end, we get like a memo where it's an advisory, an advisory notice for like anyone trying to do time travel and like places you can't timelines you can't go to and i just want to give a shout out to that because i thought it was so clever those timelines include 2099 yeah uh, why not I, 2100 is okay though okay uh, days of future past <laughs> any mutant students may not go there that's fair 1602 don't touch it can you go there they say don't go there. i mean the watcher's dead they're saying you can but don't go there <clears throat> and i'm okay with that too okay uh zombies except for one of the students who is one. Good. Yeah, don't go Age there. Age of Apocalypse, unless you have a chaperone. House of M, just don't do it. That's don't not even, even a, ask that's not a timeline. Much. Just That's what they... Well, it's not timelines. It's just... That's tra- an alternate time, reality. It's time travel or timeline hopping. Those are your options that you could make. Okay. It. Amalgam. <clears throat> Yay. And then underneath that, it says, whose idea was this? <laughs> uh, Ultimate, not even sure it ever existed. Yes, it did. Uh, noir, the oh. wastelands, and the larval Earth. No one has asked about this timeline, but the answer is still no. You're like, now I'm asking about now it. Now I'm asking about the larval Earth. But like, I really enjoyed that. Just little, like, that's the kind of spirit you're going to get from this book. Uh, yeah. You've been reading Strange Academy. It's on issue 14. You can pick it up. The first volume's out. It's cute. It's a little smaller. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of those people who likes everything to be the same size on your shelf, this is not going to be it. Yeah. But it's a lot easier to just grab and, and carry with you to yeah read um i also read king conan yes you did i'm glad you got a chance to read it I, yeah how uh, hyped you were king conan by uh jason aaron with art by uh mahmoud asrar yep i don't know if i said that right you did i i tried you I, said it the way he asked you to say it. He really, don't let anyone in the comments bully you about it his name to him four or five times at a con yeah like i went up to him and i was like listen i need to know how to say your name first of all i love your art second of all how do i say your name yeah and he said it and we went back and forth like yeah until you had it right yeah so that's the end of it so that's it guys that's that's i'm doing the best i can and that's what he told me yeah uh this book was great <laughs> I, I don't know what else to tell you this Yay. book was great it's just it's just aaron yeah you you love aaron's I conan like aaron's, you loved his entire run i did i like his voice for conan i like his storytelling the storytelling's a little more linear but like we're still getting like little flashbacks here and there um where we like see his rise to being a king he has a son mm. con k or c-o-n-n okay conan but with that yeah uh-huh. right uh and conan seemingly in this like there's a moment where like he runs into a sorcerer who's going to kill him because he needs the blood of a king. Conan fights him. It it, it doesn't work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then like, it turns out he's like, I'm not a king anymore. And I'm like, Oh, what happened? What happened? I don't know. Okay. All I know is these two are going to have to like fight together because like, like there's an undead army coming for that. It doesn't like all that matters is like, this is just silly sword and sorcery stuff with Conan. Great art. And like, I just, I just really like Aaron on this. I know people are a little sour on Aaron because of his uh, Avengers, Avengers stuff, stuff. Because yeah. I know he's got another Avengers book out. Yeah. Um, but if you had any interest in Conan and you liked his stuff on 
the original Conan series. This is again is a little more linear storytelling. It's not going to be couched in like a tale within a tale kind of thing. Like the other book was, it yeah. seems like it's going to be issue to issue. We'll, we'll flow through, but I still think he's got it there. So if you were reticent on picking it up because of his Avenger stuff, don't be go grab it. Good times. Awesome. Uh, devil's reign two of six came out. Sadarsky, okay. Chichetto. It's basically the daredevil event, but it's, it's funny because like you think, oh, it's a Daredevil event, but it doesn't feel like a Daredevil event. It feels like a Marvel event. I mean, it feels like Civil War. And okay. everyone's going to say, you know, I said this the other day. I was like, this is Civil War 4. And uh, people were like, what's Civil War 3? And I'm like, there was the one with the kids. Uh, but Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people talk about this one like it's Dark Rain. And I'm like, no. Dark Rain was like a period in time. This is about registering with the government. The government enlisting supervillains as a task force to take people down. Like, that's literally what happened in Civil War. I don't know what people are confused about. In any case, what happens in this book is Tony Stark's like, I'm going to run for mayor of New York, and I'm going to run against Wilson Fisk, and we're going to win. And everyone in the room was like, what a horrible idea. They're like two rich people who have endless egos running mm -hmm. against each other. People are not going to be, be able to see the, like, see the difference between the two of you. It should be Luke. So Luke Cage is going to run for mayor and ba and and Tony Stark's going to have to going to have to bankroll him. Okay. And Stark's like like suspiciously angry about it. Well, he doesn't like to not be the center of attention. And he won't be unless he's the villain of this book secretly. Uh Or maybe he learns a lesson. I hope so. Maybe his heart will grow three sizes, but you're not allowed to share, let you talk about that book. No. Like, not by when looking at it. No, I'm just done with it. All right. No, so, no, but you said it's fine. It's good. Check it out. Okay. Art's great, of course. I mean. Uh, yeah. So, Timeless. Uh, Wait, right. I've got a couple more other books. Okay, That's go for it. That's the book everybody wants to talk about. So That's me, true. Uh, Death of Doctor Strange came out. Number yeah. Number four. How did it go? It's good. I mean, like, listen, it continues the, to be good. It continues to be good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm digging, uh, the series so far, you know, like, it's just like, we, it's very like old school and we all know what it's leading to. We all saw the preview. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it's very obvious where this is going. And like initially I was like, that sucks. But I'm like, you know <laughs> what? I've come to, maybe I've gone through all of the, like, stages stages um i've come to like an acceptance level where i'm like you know what like i have plenty of doctor strange stories i can go back and read if i want to yeah and who's to say i'm not going to really enjoy what they do next and so like you know what i'm going to go into this with a full heart and <laughs> an open mind and i'm going to embrace what comes next yeah um but this issue i thought was really fun because like this doctor strange that we're dealing with is from like a like an old school period in time like old old school period of time before he had the cloak yeah um where um you know, he he talks like in a bombastic way and like he's solving a mystery and like he's frustrated because he's like, I don't know this world and I don't know these people and like I don't know the relationships I have with anybody, right? Yeah. But like he kind of gets along with bats. Ooh. Um, the dog that uh yeah. Kate put into it. Yes. I think it was Kate's. It was Kate's. Um he's stuck around. I think he's a good addition. Mm -hmm. Um but um, you know, he goes for walkies with him and uh, it's really more for strange than it is for bats, although bats, you know how it is some sort of ghostly pleasure out of it, it. and uh, he has like his his breakthrough and so he ends up like being like i have to gather all of like the you know suspects the suspects together because that's how it's done yes and i'm like that's funny like we do like an <laughs> old school detective thing where he brings like all of the warlords like we go to umar's castle like umar's there and all the other ones are there and like everybody's there yeah you know and and we do like a whodunit kind of thing right and like yep. 
he realizes that from his conversation with bats that like, listen, like, you know what it was? It's not that someone was just after me because they were, but they also wanted to give Baron Mordo a hard time because Baron Mordo was framed. Oh, like um, in the last issue, like they discovered that he had stolen his cloak of levitation and the eye of Agamotto. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, when we go to his castle, he has them. And so like in this issue, they face him and like, he's like, he busts out and he's like, listen, listen, let me tell you something right now. If I killed you, you don't think I'd be shouting it from the mountaintops? Yeah. I would not be hiding. I wouldn't be like trying to like play it down. Yeah. I would be proud of this fact. And Strange is like, damn it. <laughs> True. So that's when he realizes that they were, someone was also trying to hurt him. Mm. Like by taking away the one thing he wanted, which was to kill Strange. Right. And I was like, that's pretty clever. Yeah. It's Casillas. Oh. Um, and that's pretty I, lame. It's Casillas as a. Um, tool of the other warlords like umar and all then they like poured power into him so that they like they could take strange off the table so that they could come there and get the help they needed it's it's okay it's convoluted i mean no it's just like and, the the legion like all of dr strange's bigger bads got together and like made one guy do it for them yeah basically so that they could save their asses okay and that's where it is right and so like that's that's where we're at right now and like they're gonna have to deal with the three mothers and all that right and they're gonna have to deal with that too like it's just it's a detective story but there's a bigger thing going on it's leading to something else obviously yep um like i said we've all seen the preview of what's coming next yep um and who knows how long that status quo will stay but like for me i'm just gonna enjoy it yes like whatever comes next i'm just gonna enjoy it i like her as a character so yeah. who knows what'll come from mckay writing her that's fair uh, i also want to give a shout out to moon knight Oh yay! I, I'm still reading this book. Yeah, number six came out. You're, I, you're, you're apparently Jed McKay's biggest fan because, like, all the books you're reading are by Jed McKay. They're not all by Jed McKay, but I I read this uh, issue and it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, that was number six. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it brings the other like Moon Knight back yes. on the table, and um, so okay, so I- issue writing aside, like it's good, like you know dig it like where this is going we're building moon knight back up moon knight kind of comes out of this feeling stronger like he's ready to take on anything and everything because he's like who cares like his everything's been destroyed like the mission's been destroyed uh by the end of this but like he's like who cares like i'm still moon knight and like my community loves me and like bring it on okay like what's next and like what's next looks like a big barroom brawl sweet um so like it was fun it was relationship building um art wise like so the art for this is by a person that I'm going to tell you in just a minute, uh, Alessandro Capuccio, yeah. right? And Capuccio, like drawing Moon Knight and drawing masked figures, chef's <laughs> just absolutely love it. His version of Khonshu, I freaking adore it's it. Great. It is straight up spectacular. But there are some moments in this oh, book. Oh, yeah. It is just not okay. And I feel really badly yeah. because it's just certain facial like emotions and just, just, just certain faces in this. Just, just they're not like their heart isn't in it. They're like, their heart isn't in it. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I want to draw a conchu and I want to draw moon Knight. And like when you do, Oh, gorgeous. And like, honestly, there's even like this really cool moment that could have been cooler if it were done slightly differently. Yeah. Like I love the idea of like what clearly is happening. There's a sequence where, um, uh, Mark's being, patched up mm-hmm. and like he kind of fades back into unconsciousness and like they're like that's fine you'll be okay but like he goes on like a walkabout in a sense to go talk to to Khonshu. okay um but like we see it's what's meant to be seen is that like the table he's laying on with the sheet that's under him is supposed to like 
drop down and he becomes Moon Knight. But we're kind of missing that like action panel in between. And yep. I just feel like, yeah, it's like it's, we're almost there. Right. This is this is like this guy's going to be it is great. Yes. But he's going to be stellar. Some, something else like in another year or two. And yeah, exactly. Um, but I just want to give that a shout out because like the fact is like it doesn't detract from the book. It's just something I noticed because like some panels are such a high quality and other panels yeah. I'm like, ooh, and that's what it is. It's just that some of them are so good. Yeah. And other ones I'm like, we're almost there. And some of them I'm like, uh-uh, no. Yeah. So we'll get there, but like still not a bad book at mm-hmm. all. And I recommend it. Uh, did you read Swamp Thing? I did. I also, uh, yes, I did. I read two things here. I want to just yeah, talk about them. Uh, I read this. This is Demon Days Rising Storm. Yep. Here's what's interesting about this book. This is a continuous story, and I've missed one clearly, but I still read this anyway, and I had a good time because this is the <laughs> the, the Yoshida Saga Part Three. I think I read Part Two because reading Fair. this, I was like, I think it's here somewhere. I remember the first one. Mm-hmm. This is great. I like Peach Momoko's art. I like her writing style. I like the story that she's telling. Um, it's just it's so everything's just so different in this. You do get Storm and Thor showing up here. It's cool. Um, as a you know like wind and thunder like god duo here yeah uh brother and sister in this world it's just it's so pretty such a such an attractive looking book uh something very different though yeah uh almost like a um elseworlds kind of marvel story sure not quite a what if though no which i just threw on the floor (laughs) excuse me for a moment sure it landed fine (laughs) nothing crumbled um i did read green hell I feel like I'm doing a book report on this one. Yeah. It's so big. Uh, this is Jeff Lemire and Doug Mankey. 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 With colors by David Barron, who I've met. Um, oh, yeah. This is, I like this book. Okay. This book is funny because it's Jeff Lemire writing about a um, post-apocalyptic world. Oh, wow. He's really stretching his muscles. I don't want to say that in a negative, but that like, listen. But like, hey, it's Swamp give, Thing. And... I don't give Tom King a hard time about writing about sad people all the time, so I can't give no, Jeff Lemire a hard. <laughs> I don't, so I can't give Jeff Lemire a hard time for writing about another post-apocalyptic. Write what world. you know, I guess. Write what you know. Um, but like, well, you know what's fun about writing a book like this, though, in a post-apocalyptic, you know, you're gonna run into characters, right? You know, and you get to see where they are and what they're doing, and like the question of like what happened because what happened in this world we don't know just yet right but like yeah. we do know that the parliaments are like hey you know what enough is enough we should reset right and so like they create the green must create a champion because the red can't do it the red's like i can't i can't go against these people because that's like not when i'm like green's like all right cool all right well so, i don't care i'm an so alien create, i'm a plant yeah they create like a, a monstrous swamp thing champion who's gonna have to go up against swamp thing and you know meet uh, a, a familiar face along the way who is intrinsically tied to the lore of swamp thing in Great. terms of their uh origins yes um but i you know, I, I had a good time you know jeff and Lear, you know knows how to write story and he knows how to write different voices for characters and like it's a dismal world that they these people live in um but i had a good time with it anyway so Yay. good good story that's great art's fun it is a little um rough it's rough, but like it works. But like in a good world. way. Yeah, it works for this world. Um, it is grotesque at times, but yeah. As it should be. It's yes. friggin' it, it's a black label book. It Make is. it mean something. It is, for sure. Um, and it's oversized, so fun times. Right. Had by had by me. Yeah. Uh I also want to give one more shout out to a sure. story that I think came out two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, Darkhold Spider-Man came out. Yes. I didn't read Wasp and I didn't read Black Bolt. I somehow missed those, but That's I fine. did read Spider-Man. Okay. Did that come out two weeks or last week? Uh two weeks. Okay, cool. 
Uh, it's written by Alex Pac Nadell. Yep. With art by Dio Neves. Uh-huh. I if I wish this story had like two more pages in it. Hmm. But this story is solid and it's sad. Cool. That's it's, it's just sad. It's just yeah. a sad story. Well, like, it's Spider-Man, so. That it's Spider-Man, but like, yeah, I it there's like a twist at the end that you see coming a mile away. <laughs> um, but like it just needed like one page or so more to breathe yes. to have the impact of it hit him and then to have the results like the the last few pages like I'm like, okay, cool. I, I get it. I get the jump, but I feel like maybe one more page, but that's Would not their fault. Would have elevated the book. That's yeah. not their fault. It's the pages they got, right? Yeah. There is a really great moment with him and Venom in this, mm. which is like rare, funny for me to say, because like, I know we're not always the biggest Venom fan sometimes over here. Sometimes, right. not all the times, but like he comes upon him and like this world is unraveling. Something yeah. has happened. Did you read this? No. Oh, the world is unraveling. And, um, Every day, Spider-Man basically gets up and goes throughout New York and webs it back together and like <laughs> tries to help people, but they're also like unraveling. They're falling apart. Oh Their minds God. are being lost. Like he runs into Otto Octavius, who like has started to like fail and falter, and like he's like webbing his octopus arms back on mm-hmm. and like being like, "Hey, Otto, like you're doing okay, man." <laughs> I'm like, it's so sad, right? Yeah. You know, Reed realizes that like the reason he survived is because of like his elasticity. Yeah, his powers, presumably. All of his family is gone. Right. Uh, Spider-Man because of his healing. Yeah, he can heal. I mean, yeah. they all can. But that's what they say. And I'm like, okay. Um, and like, he's like, you know, if we find other people who are like me, we might be able to like use that to web the city so it stops falling apart. Mm-hmm. And he, like, he shows him an example. And he's like, what is this made out of? He's like, my finger. Like Reed's missing <laughs> a finger. And I'm like, okay. So he goes after Venom. He gives him a sonic cannon. goes after Venom. Runs into him. And like, they have a quick tussle and then like Venom's like, wait. And like, he's like, Eddie, like, are you in there? And he like opens up Eddie's dead. Yeah. Like Venom tried to keep him alive. Okay. And he's like, I tried, but like, I couldn't <laughs> keep him from falling apart. And like, Spider-Man's like, I'm so sorry. And like, he's like, but like, what? You could have just left. Yeah. And he's like, you never got it. <laughs> you never understood. He's like, we met when we were both like broken. Mm. And like, Eddie wasn't just my host. He was my home. Right. And Spidey's like, oh, oh, I get that. Listen, I wasn't ready before. I'm ready now. Oh. Like, I'm ready to, to like. Let you in. Yeah. Like, come on. And, like, reaches out. And, like, Venom recoils. is like, no. And he just dies with Eddie. Oh. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Ouch. So, like, I really enjoyed this issue. It's, um, I, you know, it's it's on par, I think, with the, the Iron Man one. The Iron yeah. Man one is just tight. And, like, it is horrific. Yeah. There's definitely some moments in here with, with Reed. Cause Reed decides a couple things on his own. Like he's just like, you know, it really helps me to free up from thinking, not having to worry about keeping human form. So like Peter just comes in, he's just a pile of yeah. like parts on the floor. And yeah. he's like, could you, uh, not so in this universe? He was married to Gwen, by the way, it's a interesting change up, mm. um, there, but yeah, it's just a sad story of course. Cause it's Spider-Man. Um, and it's going to lead down a dark path of course, but I really, I, I, I had a good time with it. Nice. Even if it was sad. Yeah. <laughs> sweet uh young goku of 9000 i in i uh in need of inferno 4 in my veins now can't wait for eternals writer on immortal x-men mm-hmm. and really all the new books and teams look promising by the way nightwing was so crazy one giant panel so impressive yes i've heard that too i haven't had a chance to read it but it like i saw a couple of preview images and i'm like nice yeah uh colin shepherd i won't be able to stay for long but i wanted to send some appreciation to the comp pop crew i will catch you on the repeat thank you very much colin oh, welcome back you. to the show man uh 
Scarlet Hottie, uh, <laughs> yay New Year's. Yay. Yay. That's right. Uh, Nostalgia Cousin Eddie, longtime viewer, first time sponsor. Well, thank you very much well, for sponsoring the show, much. man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, new type JB Lee. It's funny. Miles had to deal with two anti-super laws in a short period of time. First, there was Kamala's law. Now he has to face the Powers Act. I know. It's true. Yeah. He's got a lot to deal with. <laughs> Uh, Sean D. Howdy. Good to see you live. Good to see you, Good Sean. You. Thank you very Thank much. You. Uh, Raj Patel. The Human Target 3 and Swamp Thing by Lemire were the best books of the week. King wrote Booster surprisingly well, and Smallwood is killing it. Lemire's pedigree speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. His his Booster was great, which made me more annoyed about what he did with Booster later. Maybe it's because <laughs> he's like, you know what? I, I just, I needed to make Booster a character to fit in my mold, and now I can, like, adapt. Yeah. Uh, Living Freak, I just got my copy of Spawn Compendium Volume 2 and hope Todd keeps pumping these out. Uh, I'd like to be able to make it to 300. Good luck. Yeah. I leafed through uh, Volume 2. I was like, this is good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I read it. To, to like, to, I, about the symbiote dying because someone mentioned that. Yeah. I, I think in this world, yes. I think he just kind of just fades away. Go. Right. He's just like, <laughs> well, it's like he lost his, his one true love. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, timeless. That so, happened. Uh, I stopped reading Kang. You I did. What I happened? Just, I don't care. I thought you did. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't. Okay. I was like, that's enough. Uh, and I didn't miss anything because Timeless came out. And it's also written by Jed McKay, and it's also starring Kang. And I guess it takes place after the Kang series because, like, I don't know. There's virtually no difference. Like, there's no reason. What? Did they reveal that no. Kang was? There's nothing. Okay. It's just you know, here's Kang. More Kang. Well, I meant the Kang book. Remember we were like talking about how it was like Rick and Morty? Yeah, it oh. is. Was it? No, it still is. Okay. Yeah, it, it's totally Rick and Morty. Okay. There's me seeks in this book. Look at me. I was like, <gasps> like legitimately there are characters who are like minions of Kang and Kang has, it's like Kingdom Come where like there's a Norman McRae type character who's like an old writer who wrote a book about how he's like, I've analyzed all these different characters in the age of heroes. And I found that like the one thing, the one constant, the one like that will outlive us all is doom. And then Kang shows up and he's like, no, it's me. You piece of shit. Stop writing great books about doom. Write about me. And so he takes this old man on like a tour through time to show how great he is. And he's like, by the end of this adventure we go on, you'll know how great I am and how crappy doom is because fuck doom. Okay. And I think Jed McKay also wrote that doom book. <laughs> so, Okay. Know, and Kang's in that too. Right. Yeah. So, the, you know, they go through time and the guy's like, yeah, fucking Kang's pretty great. It's pretty amazing. Uh, they deal with like an errant timeline and they find out that like, basically that there are pirate timelines that try to like, like hook into our timeline to survive and they fight doom, but it's Reed. It's like, Oh, you, you read earth X. Uh, but you know, there's a, there's a, there's a whole thing where like Kang has a, has like a, like a base and it's filled with like people who worship and love him. And then he like leaves it to blow up. And the old man is like, Kang, why did you leave these poor? He's like, fine. Trust me. They're fine with it. It's just very, like it's very much like me seeks where it's like, mm -hmm. uh, that guy just exploded. Trust me. They're fine with it. They they do what I want and that's all they need to do and that's all they care about. Right, right, right. Okay. Dying for me makes them feel good. I'm like, okay, so yeah, no, this is just you're you're so yeah. When you read Ken, Jed McKay's Kang as Rick, you'll get it, and you will never be surprised by his actions again. Okay. Uh, anyway, so the old man like is dropped back off and you know he's like, I am gonna write about Kang and how great he is, and he's like, oh by the way, if you do write that book about Doom, uh, I'll kill you. So never write that book. So 
you know oh, oh and, and uh it ends with like a big moment where like he goes through like, this menagerie of shit that'll come out from marvel later and okay. it's just a bunch of panels that are from other books that might indicate like where things are going in the future uh-huh. which is always fun i like when marvel does that uh because things are up in the air they they literally go in there and go some things of those might not happen at all like there might be books that got canceled we don't know who knows not us so that's in there and you're like oh okay like all right whatever uh, but there's a couple of fun indications there's like it looks like either mary jane or like a few or maybe like may with red hair become spider-man oh i'm like what there's a couple other things in there that are interesting uh, but they're clearly setting things up for okay. like all these different futures yeah and they're not really that far in the future you know they're just kind of like this is what will happen in marvel next year um you can't like parse it right which is right. great uh, and then at the end, like the old man is like writing his book and he's like, but there's one thing I saw from all these errant timelines that like plagues me. And it's the Miracle Man logo from Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman's Miracle Man series. Right. Uh, or Marvel Man, depending on which version you want to go with. Sure. But, uh, the thing that they just re- reprinted? Yeah. The thing that like, is literally getting an omnibus right now. Yes. And I'd love to know if like it's censored in any way. Cause like Marvel, really? When Marvel doesn't want to make a book, they have IDW do it. Mm. Or Dark Horse. What are right, you doing? Right, right. But uh, yeah, no. So uh, they've been looking to put Miracle Man in the Marvel Universe since they acquired Angela. Uh, the, the history of Miracle Man at Marvel is uh, Marvel made a deal with Neil Gaiman and they acquired the, the publishing rights. And I think the idea was that Neil Gaiman was going to finish his story with Miracle Man because he never actually finished it because the rights were like all up in the air. Right. Miracle Man, of course, was a, an original character that was popularized and reinvented naturally by Alan Moore, who wrote a fucked up, crazy ass. Uh, uh, it's not a Superman send up. It's a Captain Marvel send up. Oh. Uh, or subversion. Right. Brilliant and dark and like, ugh. it's like gut wrenching, even though it's 30 years old and you've seen a thousand send-ups of Superman type characters. So uh, anyway, Gaiman took over and did a little bit as well after more. And mm-hmm. then like the rights got messed up and ba- basically Neil said like, I finished it and I put it in a drawer. So Gaiman's conclusion to his run on Miracle Man has been sitting there for like 25 years. Uh-huh. Marvel, uh, Joe Quesada, like pr- basically su- like on clusterfucks the Marvel Man, Miracle Man like rights. Right. Joe Quesada himself draws a promo image of Marvel Man as if to say, like, we're doing it. Right. There's a, a big, like, ending to Age of Ultron where there's, like, a big powerhouse is about to come through space. It's Angela for some reason. And people were like, is it supposed to be Angela or was it supposed to be Miracle Man? Right, 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 uh, right. Because, like, they never did anything interesting with Angela outside of, like, Witch Hunter Angela 1602. Yeah, which was, like... Or Angela Queen of Hell, which, like, again, nobody did anything with that. It was nope. just kind of, like, a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and arguably angela doesn't fit in the marvel universe she at all the guardians she wasn't the guardians for like second? a few seconds yeah, yeah. Uh, and or neither miracle man nor angela fit in the marvel universe but gaiman acquired the rights to angela via like his he, he owns that character they he should send angela to other world and she can rule one of the uh, freaking amazing she can be one of the regents yes rule one of those worlds that's free marvel have that please hell they could kill her in other world and she could come back and be like oh that's Mar- that's that's mutants though yeah but yeah no just put angela in other world that would actually make more sense 
and just pay like some like in perpetuity right to, to Todd and give her the spawn earrings. She can also go to Weird World. Weird World should be good in two. Yeah. Fine as yeah. well. Whatever. But uh, this is all a digression just to say like uh, at the end, you know, the, the implication is that like they were going to put Miracle Man in the Marvel Universe in some way. And uh, they didn't. And then there was kind of like a why. Like if you did all that, you didn't get Gaiman to finish it you didn't do anything with him and you didn't like what the hell right so uh, it sounds like they cleaned it up and you know you get an omnibus of miracle man i would buy that the day it comes out Mm -hmm. because marvel doesn't let things sit on shelves they don't order enough and who the hell knows when another one will ever come out it's true because like Marvel's gonna p- make a Predator book, and then they just like didn't, and I think it's because of those guys who wrote the original Predator movie suing Disney for the rights back. Sure. And while they're never gonna get it, they we're never gonna get a Predator book because it's gonna be wrapped up in legal bullshit until those two die. So you know, get that, grab that book. But uh, in any case, yeah. uh, the reason why we're talking about this is yeah, because Miracle Man is gonna be in the Marvel universe as per the like ending of this timeless book, because Jed McKay loves Kang. Kang. But uh, the reason why I even mention it at all well the reason why we're talking about it is because like it's a it's an alan moore property that like is oft ignored that has a particular impact on the comic book industry not unlike watchmen but marvel has it as opposed to dc has it right? right so could this be another doomsday clock could it be that like miracle man is coming to marvel and like the marvel universe is gonna have to deal with it not unlike how dr manhattan came to the dc universe right um i think it's a terrible idea and not because like i want to preserve alan moore's precious precious integrity though i like though i do think miracle man works only in a vacuum and should never be in another universe Mm -hmm. but also marvel like dc published doomsday clock more or less uncensored yeah like miracle man needs to not be made by disney yeah i guess that's a problem they don't have a label they don't have a label for it max anymore was it max it was max and even then like they couldn't do it because characters after a certain after the acquisition weren't allowed to be in max right you know you can't have spider-man deal with with miracle man right right okay you you can't have like hawkeye deal with miracle man for god's sake like you it's gonna be a problem and it's gonna be a weird tightrope the suggestion is that while i think that putting the miracle man logo at the end of timeless is an implication you're suggesting you're gonna do a doomsday clock in reality i think the situation is jonathan hickman wants to do a miracle man oh and if it doesn't work out they kill moira and reset the universe <laughs> right Hickman's like it's fine I'll fix it we always gotta we, yeah we got more just, just kill this, this chick over here yeah exactly it works out but I, I I don't know what the implication is like I don't know whether it's like is there gonna be an event with Miracle Man if mm-hmm. so you can't do that like you can't do it to its fullest potential because like part of what Miracle Man was was like subversively grotesque and violent mm-hmm and like shockingly uh, uncomfortable right a, a thing that marvel is not capable of doing anymore or at the very least like if it does it does because it flies under the radar right it right, isn't right. like an event it could be it could be something or nothing it could them. be something or nothing because or it could like, have been something and then like marvel went oh wait we can't do that because of some other thing yeah. we didn't but like put procure. it in anyway who cares maybe it'll sell some omnibuses oh yeah yeah well 
I, I think it would be the, the worst would be if they didn't do anything with it. And it was just that we put the logo in there to sell the omnibus. I don't think that's what I'm it sure is. that's not because here's the thing. No one who's reading timeless is going to go. Ooh, miracle. Man. <laughs> oh, what's that? Well, they might go. Ooh, what's that? They might. And then think something's going to happen and want to learn more about it and buy the omnibus so that they could learn everything about it. Yeah. There are people out there who would do that. Right. Uh, I would be okay at, with any of it as long as it allowed Gaiman to just finish it. Gaiman is done with comics. Like, he couldn't give a shit about Sandman or Miracle Man or any man. Like, he just, he is all about Sandman. And you said making. He you said he doesn't care, but, well, not in comics. Yes. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. If it's a man, it's got to be a Netflix show. <laughs> where he could make a crappy looking version of his comic book, but like whatever. We yeah. We, yeah we, yeah. we don't know that yet. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, good omens was good, It was, but it was a book. Yeah. It was a book. And it did take like 40 years. And it wasn't just him. No, it. no, but, it yeah, but I like Gaiman more than Pratchett. It. But then again, uh, we just watched some of Stardust again. Yeah. And that movie sucks. It was not great. And so does mirror mask. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited about the implication because here's the thing. Here, here's my other reason why I'm even talking about the Doomsday Clock thing. Doomsday Clock. Remember when, Mar remember when DC announced it and how friggin' hyped everybody was? Yeah. And how friggin' good it looked and how the book was like this thing? Yeah. Who the fuck is going to write that? Who are they going to get to write the Doomsday Clock of Marvel? Jed McKay? Donnie Cates. Donnie Cates. What a terrible idea. Because he's, you know. Yeah, he's the powerhouse. That's yeah. his swan song before he goes to DC and takes over Batman. Kieran Gillen? Listen. Kieran Gillen would be great. I know. I, I, he's not big enough. I know. He's not like, he's not Jeff Johnsy enough for them to do that. <laughs> but based on his, you know, his time with like, you know, everything. Yeah, no. And Hellblazer. Gillen and, would actually do a good job with it. Yeah. I know. Which is Al Ewing. Al Ewing would be good too. Al Ewing would be good too. So you have a you have a roster of artists. Like you have Ewing, Hickman, Cates, uh, Gillen, who could do it. I, I don't think they're going to. And but like the reason why I'm why why I'm excited about it in any way is because like Marvel needs comics need a big deal. Yeah. The the big two need a doomsday clock. But like a good one. Not just well, a not just a putting on airs of what it will be. Oh but, but Marvel's all about that. I I'm know. expecting it to be putting on our airs. I know. But like but but do it. Like get some midnight releases, get some posters, well, they get can't, some big... midnight releases are dangerous right now. They are. No, I'm, but I'm just not... saying, like, do the do it. Like go yeah, yeah, full yeah. tilt go, with it. Go in. Like we're doing it, baby. Yeah. Buy that omnibus if you don't know who the hell Miracle Man is and yeah. check it out, bitch, because it's happening. Like I, I I sincerely think that like comics could use a doomsday clock again. Right. They should get, you know what? Maybe Gillen and Gaiman could work together. Oh, what a wonderful idea. Like they, they just like, he, you know, Gillen takes what Gaiman had. Yeah. And like, you That'd know, be wonderful. Makes it fit. I honestly feel like Gaiman's not going to touch it. Like I, I'm I, really worried. That'd be nice. Though, I think Gaiman's like, then he doesn't really have to, he could like advise here or there. He loves then, doing that. And Gillen will be like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Neil, uh, you're leaving for six months. So I'll just do what I want, what I want anyway, but okay. That'd be fine. But with your me. name's still on it, so that brilliant idea. Thank brilliant you. idea only be also because like it would sell better. <laughs> Neil Gaiman's whatever the hell event yeah. this is, Miracle yep. Man, you know, by Kieran Gillen. Yep. Hell, Marvel likes to put these guys together. Make it Al Ewing, Kieran Gillen, Donny Cates, and well, I was thinking like just like and Jonathan Eggman. No, that's too many. Too uh, many cooks. Yeah, but like. Ewing and Wade and Zub made an amazing Marvel event. That's true. Twice. 
so yeah, I, I I think that we need a doomsday clock again. I I hear you. By the way, Marvel, uh, if you want to like not, I don't know, deliberately pee in Alan Moore's face or uh, try and fail at making some kind of like subversive, you know, metatextual comic book work uh, in your Disney comic book superhero universe, I have another way you could make a boatload of cash, get everybody into comic book stores, and it would only cost you 50% of an amount that you wouldn't have made otherwise. Marvel versus DC again. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to do that. There's no reason there's not to. Not, there's there's no reason not that. to. It sucks. The money is there. It's literal invisible money. It's just like, hey, uh, so here are all the books we're going to put out from here. Here are all the books we're going to put out from here. And then IDW prints this book. I know. No, it's it's right there. This, it's, this it's other literal, book that didn't exist. It's literal money. It's just it's, it's just, just oh, it, poof. It's printing it. It's printing it, and yeah, you could get everyone to work on it, and they all would. Mm-hmm. Scott Snyder just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. You have people I know. I know personally, Chip Zdarsky, Tom King, Scott Snyder, who would all do a book. Oh yeah, no, for sure, absolutely. And yeah, but instead, let's just let them go to Substack and then make deals with Dark Horse and have Dark Horse make all that money. Also, a, a, a by the way, props to Dark Horse for like procuring all those contracts and reacquiring some semblance of the Star Wars license. IDW should have done that. Whoops. <laughs> and IDW is losing the license to GI Joe and That's Transformers and suggestively to uh, what's his name? Walking Dead. Oh, Kirkman. Kirkman? Yeah, apparently Kirkman's a big fan of both those franchises and is like, I'll overbid and make G.I. Joe and Transformers and other stuff. Well. And bankrupt you. Okay. So we'll see. But yeah, timeless. Uh the book is fun, but like by the way, if you're if you're looking for like Alan Moore stuff, there's none in Timeless. Timeless is just like a it timeless is just more Kang. More Kang. It's like, it's like a Kang one shot. To hell with those for call who call for less, like me. Yeah. <laughs> Living Freak. I just got my copy of Spawn Continuum. Oh, yeah, as you said that already. I'm sorry. Ruben Castaf- Castaneda Sosa. Uh, wasn't the Space Phantom the Minions of Kang? Uh, yes. Yes, he was. <laughs> or Space Phantoms. Well, anyway. Uh, Alex Cash, thank you very much, Alex. Welcome oh, back to the show, you man. So thank much. you so much. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you saying Space Phantoms made me think of Phantom Space Man. It's Phantom Space Man. <laughs> the Space Phantom sucks. So you, you would like him about as much as you like Red Ghost. Uh, the multiverse is becoming so prevalent in comics that every book is starting to feel like a cross between Doctor Who and Where's Waldo. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, because, you know, multiverse. Hollywood is not afraid to say multiverse, so now we got to catch now, up now on that multiverse. That. Uh, just Weggy. Uh, after all these years, Comic Pop is greater than all the comic related channels. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. Much, it's very sweet. It's very kind. Very, very sweet. I had uh, a pitch for you, real quick. You about, did? about an Angela book? Yeah. Okay, ready? Okay. Angela Conan. Yeah. In space, <laughs> D dubs. Right? <sighs> I'd take either. I mean, like, D dubs doing a Conan book? Yeah. Duh. D dubs doing an Angela book? Duh. Yeah. Conan. Conan 2099. Yeah. And Angela. Yeah. Yeah. D-Dub's just great. I know, but I was like, he could do it. Right? He could do it. Ruben also <laughs> wants to know, why do you like Stardust? Because it's too silly. It's Neil Gaiman just being like, we only watched I don't have to work with anybody. Of, yeah, but we saw it in theaters it. and did. like, ugh. No, it, it's, 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 it's very indulgent. It is. Uh, Living Freak, the only writer I could think of who could do take on Doomsday Clock type event at Marvel are Tom DeFalco and Peter David. They knock it out of the park. 
I don't think so, man. Well, if we plucked them from time. Yeah, and this maybe, is timeless. Yeah, if they had done this 35 years ago, maybe. Uh, I, I would love to. I would. Lo- here's the. Here, I'll do you one better. I would love to hear Peter David's pitch for that. Yeah. Because David's a hell of a pitcher. Didn't you read a recent story about Peter David from a Wizard magazine? Yes. I've told it on back issues, but I love that you. When you read it, you were like, "What?" It was about Wolverine. It was Wolverine. It was. It was the they were in a. They were in a, They were like in a pitch meeting, and yep. like they were just talking about Wolverine, and he's like, "If I were yeah. Magneto, I just pull his animated skeleton right out of him," and like the room fell silent. And, he, and like and they're like and he's like i'm kidding he slammed his hands down on the table and he got really upset yeah and then they did it yeah. <laughs> and then they did it and, and it took forever to fix it <laughs> i was like that's incredible yeah this is such a good story i know all right let's Look, just that's just hey that just goes to show you like you gotta you know it's funny like it was on a throw your ideas out there and you should we've talked like, about this before it's so dangerous that's we talked about this before like just because you have an idea doesn't mean that you should share it or just because you can't do you something sh- no. these combo creators is like they do things where they're like what if so and so what if dick grayson had a secret sister like what if such and so what if but no, that but had a I secret think son that that's bad. i think that's really a negative approach to creativity because it's like no, from because a cre- bad idea a good idea could arise and like i think that's in the responsibility of everyone in the room to understand that it's like yeah but they're not going to do that i that's no creativity right. blossoms in adversity it does no for sure but like i don't know you gotta everybody's gotta have their shark lawyer idea yeah but you need someone to tell you what a dumb idea that is dex baker just to start 2022 off right any bold comic predictions i might have missed it already uh my bold comic prediction is that there's gonna be a friggin' marvel-esque doomsday clock event written by a prominent marvel comics bullpen writer mm. who uh and hopefully it'll be a big event that'll get people into comic book stores again yeah and all i know is that um dr doom will not be the next sorcerer supreme which is which is bullshit total crap because what a better idea such a good idea because <laughs> what are they gonna do with him now doom or doom i don't know but i'm just saying that would have been fun i agree i would have read the hell out of that i know i'm gonna read the next thing too but like yeah but that would have been exciting let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week we think you should pick up why not yeah x-men number six is coming out you know we both really like this story by jerry duggan with art by pepe laraz yep um it's great yeah that's that's just it uh, this is a, a, a recommend from both of us. Inferno number four is coming out on Wednesday. Uh, Jonathan Hickman and Stefano Caselli or Valerio Schiti. It's everybody. Well, that's yeah, it's both there. of them. It's both of them. All right, cool. I like Valerio Schiti. I like both. They're great. Yeah. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Darkhold Omega number one. This is the end of Darkhold. We finally remember the first Darkhold. This no. is literally you could read the first, the alpha and one, the omega and the omega, and you'd be good. You don't I don't think you have to read any of the other no, ones. You don't. We'll see. You don't. Um, but great botchalo cover. Great botchalo cover. This makes me just miss him on strange. Um yeah. <laughs> Shang-Chi number seven is coming out. This is a series that I couldn't have never have guessed that I would have been so interested in and enjoy so so much um not really knowing much from the creative team of uh jean luen young mm-hmm. sorry um and uh dk dyke ruan i never know how to say if i run into the con this is a person i'm gonna have to ask how do you say your name yeah. please tell me um love this team love the story adore the art in this the art's just been getting better and better each issue yeah. and i really like how much shang chi's story has gone from like crossing over with other characters in the marvel universe but, but now like, the transition to it's just but his book now. it has always been his book but yeah. like it like it used that to yep. get you to buy it 
Yep. But like was always telling his story. People wanted to know, do you need to read any real, like any old Shang-Chi to enjoy this series? Because I saw somebody ask when they when they posted the first cover, the, yeah. first, the first issue, they were like, do I need to read anything or can I just read this book? How about this? I haven't. Right. You didn't read any. I have book, not. Any, anything I, to prep for it. Yeah. I've never read any it. other Shang-Chi and I'm just having a good time based on what I know about the character, just in general from him maybe being in other things. Yeah. I, I think that the series does a good enough job of educating you um as to the state of things and yeah. like just giving you the need to know um so i'd say you could probably just grab it like you start from issue one yeah uh and finally and just just a shout out uh, for an indie wreck uh magic order number or magic order two number three is coming out um by mark miller with art by Stuart imminent so it's a yeah. good looking book uh i uh i'm gonna recommend dark knights of steel number three mm-hmm. it's funny because like we're on issue three of 12 Mm-hmm. Just feels like it's forever but uh good for this series i guess it's interesting um and like that's kind of it there's not a lot that i'm really like hyped for right now but i know there's more that's coming that mm-hmm. i'm really excited for uh and you know we just did a whole bunch of recommendations and uh, of books that we read already that we think you should check out yeah uh, but i will uh, also at this point share with you the uh the results a uh, couple of for the last several months i've been posting uh I've been posting like polls to try and get an impartial list of some of the best books and, or your, your favorite things of the year 2021 Mm -hmm. in comics. And so we have the results of your favorites. Now, when I say this, if you'd like to see a, totally biased tiffany and sal recommendations list of the of our favorite stuff from 2021 we'll be happy to give you our own yeah but this is an aggregator from everybody who voted Mm -hmm. and it went from the audience suggesting the answers yep to then compiling those answers into five cat five options yep breaking that down into one result for each category yep all voted for by the audience you, these were you did a lot of work on this one. i did a lot of work on this one uh but not enough to post pictures of it so here's what we're doing like we pulled from twitter no we didn't use twitter i didn't want to i didn't want to let on we were doing this uh right. i posted on the community tabs mm-hmm. i posted in the uh discord yep and i think that's it yes but we still got a couple hundred responses from you guys. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to participate, check the community tabs. Also, join our Discord. There's a link to the invite in the description of every video, especially this one right now. Uh, so yeah, here we go. These are favorites. Not best, just favorites. This is the Comic Pop Community. The Comic Pop Community's favorites of 2021. Yeah, they, their favorite awards. <laughs> and uh, it's not, it, there's a little bit of a bias in here, I think so, but we'll 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 get into it. Right. Uh, but first, uh, Mar- uh, Lewis Cox, Marvel's Doomsday Clock. Oh, God, help us. Can't <laughs> wait, man. Uh, Will I am golden. What did the cat goddess say to the African king? Do your best. <laughs> uh, Lewis Cox, who is Marvel's Watchman? Uh, I guess Miracle Man now. Uh, Ruben, uh, I want to recommend you two Spanish comics Arugas from Paco Roca and Mortadelo from F. Ibanez. Ibanez. Okay, thank you. I read uh, Black Sad. That's the closest thing I have. for this. <laughs> So here we go. Uh, when it comes to favorite hero, the winner is Daredevil. <laughs> uh, for favorite villain, Kingpin. I'm seeing a trend. Yeah. Uh, favorite supporting character, Elektra. Okay. Not surprising. Uh, favorite single issue of 2021, Nightwing number 78. 
All right. Favorite story arc, Daredevil's Truth or Dare. Favorite cover, Daredevil number 31. Favorite cover artist, Marco Cicchetto. Favorite variant cover, Nightwing number 79, the second printing of, 1970, of, of number 79. Okay. Favorite ongoing series, Daredevil. What? Favorite publisher, Marvel. Favorite new comic series, Nightwing. Favorite new indie series, Once in Future. Yay! Favorite new miniseries, Beta Ray Bill. Favorite new digital series, Deceased at World's End. Favorite penciler, Marco Cicchetto. Favorite inker, Daniel Warren Johnson. Oh, interesting. Favorite colorist, Marte Gracia. Oh, okay. Favorite letterer, Clayton Coles. Uh-huh. And favorite writer, Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, I'm seeing a definite trend in our in our audience's faves here. Agreed. For sure. Uh, wow. This was this was a shutout for Daredevil. Yeah, across the board. It was a sweep. It was a total sweep yes. for the first time we've ever done anything like this. Might be the last time. We'll see. But uh, I promise you there were five <laughs> options for the final tallies. Yeah, there are. And they're from all over the place. From, I'm looking at them right now. They Yeah, they run the gamut, man. Favorite single issue. You know, Nightwing 78 beat Planet Size X-Men, Beta Ray Bill, Strange Adventures, number 10, uh, Daredevil number 30. Yeah, even in Hero, it's Nightwing. The options were Nightwing, Daredevil, Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man. Yeah, Daredevil in a in an audience-driven poll beat Nightwing, Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man. Wow. Uh, yeah, favorite villain, Kingpin. Kingpin beat Null, Mr. Sinister, Doctor Doom, and the Joker, which does my what? heart proud. Uh, yeah, I think that I, I yeah yeah. Yeah, Marco Cicchetto beat Danny Warren Johnson, Dan Moore, Ryan Stegman, and Pepe Larraz. And Chip Zdarsky won out against Ewing, Duggan, Cates, and Taylor. Okay. And this is all, by the way, this wasn't my, these were not my choices. No. This was all the audience. The audience who watches yeah, this we, channel, uh, youtube.com slash comic pop. Yep. We and, didn't uh, give anyone options. It was, fill in the, the question blank. was just, here's the question. You put it in and then Sal took all that data and then whittled, whittled it, it down, down to the top. Yeah each one so that's wow yeah if your favorite wasn't on here we do this again make sure you vote yeah <laughs> yeah well here's the thing if, if this was popular in any way we'll uh maybe we'll do it in a bigger on a, on a bigger scale okay. but if you'd like to see what tiffany and i think about that list or very creating our own options for that we will uh return next week to do it again Ooh. Uh, but otherwise we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode make sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash comic pop watch tiffany play video games youtube.com slash comic pop subscribe to get us to 100k subscribe here click the bell for notifications so you don't miss the live shows and of course on fridays normally we do an elseworlds exchange episode where i chat with a co-host about uh some particular topic uh we're, we'll see what happens this week because i'm busy on friday a lot so we're gonna move it around but uh figure, stay tuned for more out. yeah very excited for this year and thank you all so much for allowing us to do this mm -hmm. uh we're really really uh grateful to all of you for Absolutely. your support and uh yeah if you want to help us out and you want to support us you could always go to patreon.com slash comic pop to do so or just subscribe and click the bell for notifications and make sure that you don't miss a single update here on comic pop returns and over on youtube.com slash comic pop this week a uh, teaser for comic pop because i finished editing it uh is that uh, uh jonathan king superman People love that character. Mm -hmm. But did you know that he was first invented in 1999? What? In another universe. What? <laughs> and we talk about it. What? That's right. Anyway, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. And we'll see you guys next time with a little new episode. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Keep reading. Bye. Bye.